0: are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about what went down on Friday, with all teams needing to protect players eligible for the Rule 5 draft by adding them to the 40-man roster, if they so chose. And the Giants did this. They added four prospects to their 40-man roster, and this meant they had to DFA three players off the 40-man roster. So we'll talk about what went down, what the ramifications are, and what's to come next in the winter. But before we get into it, a little bit about me. I've been a contributor for the baseball analysis sites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs, which is part of Fangraphs. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and then joined the Locked On Podcast Network prior to the 2019 season. And so the story of the day is certainly last Friday's decision that the Giants had to make about protecting players from the Rule 5 draft by adding them to the 40-man roster. The way that works, and kind of to make sense of why teams have to do this, it's basically that players who have been in an organization for a certain amount of time and have not yet been added to the 40-man roster, they get an opportunity to go to another team if teams neglect to add them to the 40-man roster. And so if the Giants didn't protect these Rule 5 eligible players by adding them to the 40-man roster, these players could be taken by another team in the Rule 5 draft, which is just a couple of weeks away. And so in response to this, the Giants did in fact add four prospects to their 40-man roster, outfielder Alexander Canario and right-handed pitchers Gregory Santos, Camilo Duvall, and Curvin Castro. So in response to this, the Giants had to DFA three players off the 40-man roster because it was over 40. And so they DFA'd former first-round pick Chris Shaw, catcher Aramis Garcia, and right-handed pitcher Jordan Humphreys. Shaw and Garcia had seen time with the Giants over the last few years, except not in 2020. And Humphreys was acquired in the Billy Hamilton trade with the Mets. So none of this is particularly surprising. We did not know exactly who the Giants were going to add. I had speculated that Duvall and Canario were the most likely. So Gregory Santos and Kervin Castro could be seen as mild surprises, except maybe only to me. I think people with more knowledge about this. uh, Gregory Santos had a lot of momentum, and it's not at all surprising that he was added. He was acquired as part of the Eduardo Nunez deal That also brought Sean Anderson to the Giants. So we're going to talk basically about all the players involved here. Canario is considered by pretty much everyone to be one of the Giants' top 10 prospects. The kind of wrinkle that had been thrown into this decision potentially was that Canario recently required labrum surgery on his left shoulder after dislocating it in Instructional League just a few weeks ago. But he has enormous upside is very young, and the Giants didn't want to take any chances, and they added him to the 40-man roster. Gregory Santos, as I just said, came over in the Eduardo Nunez trade with Boston back in, I believe it was 2017. So I'm going to read a note about Gregory Santos from Baseball America. So they say about Santos, quote, A starter throughout his minor league career, Santos pitched in relief during instructional league and blew hitters away in one-inning stints. His fastball touched 100 miles per hour, his hard slider drew positive reviews, and he showed an improved feel for throwing strikes, especially pitching out of the stretch. Multiple evaluators cited him as one of the most eye-opening pitchers in Arizona, while simultaneously noting that the bullpen is where he belongs moving forward. So... Over at Fangraphs, Eric Longenhagen recently said in a podcast that Gregory Santos is actually going to be added to his top 100 prospects list, and I presume this is based on what he heard and saw from Santos in Instructional League in Arizona. So this is another exciting development for the Giants, the fact that Santos is gaining kind of national recognition for what he's been able to do, throwing 100 miles an hour with a good slider. And it definitely bodes well for his chances of being part of the bullpen mix next year. The fact that he was added to the 40-man. Camilo Duvall is another relief pitcher. He he made it as high as the taxi squad last year, meaning he was almost added to the Giants' active roster last season in 2020. So it's not at all surprising that he was now added to the 40-man. He's another guy, certainly in the mix now, for the Giants' bullpen moving forward. Kervin Castro is probably the biggest surprise here on this list. He was used exclusively as a starting pitcher in 2019 in the Giants' system. Pitched very well at short-season Salem-Kaiser. And according to fangraphs from their prospect write-up last year, they say, He was up to 95, he backspins his fastball, and flashes a plus changeup. He's 20, but is built like a catcher. So I would imagine that he's probably in the mix for a bullpen role, although it certainly could be a starting role as well. So coming up next, we'll talk about the players who were DFA'd and then look forward to what's the next deadline in this offseason. But before we get into it, I want to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you know me, you know that I love these bars. And I wouldn't be saying that about these bars if they weren't so low in sugar because I'm a health-conscious person, and I'm not going to be eating a protein bar that basically is a candy bar. But what's great about Built Bar is that they taste like a candy bar. They taste like candy, except they're somehow very low in sugar and high in protein. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. I'm going to give an example of the nutritional facts about one of these bars. The peanut butter... Bar has 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. There's a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, as promised, now we're going to talk about The DFAs, the other side of the coin here, with four prospects being added to the 40-man roster. Coming up tomorrow on Locked on Giants, we're going to continue looking at the MLB Trade Rumors' top 50 free agents list. Last week, we looked through all of the pitchers on that list and talked about who's a fit for the Giants and who's not. This week, we're going to be looking at free agent hitters and talking about who's a fit and who's not. But for now, we're going to focus on the other side of this coin here with Chris Shaw, Aramis Garcia, and Jordan Humphreys being designated for assignment on Friday. So Chris Shaw, it's the end of a long saga here, with Shaw originally being a 2015 first-round draft pick by the Giants, 31st overall. He accumulated 82 major league plate appearances spanning from 2018 to 2019, played in 22 games in 2018 and 16 in 2019. 38% strikeout rate, 153 average, 244 on base, 222 slugging. It's certainly a small sample, and some other team is probably going to give Chris Shaw a shot. But the fact is, this was a player that was not drafted by this new front office regime, and frankly, it's not the type of player that they've shown any interest in having. He's a high strikeout guy kind of a free swinger. I mean, the power is legit. This guy has tons of power. But from my perspective, he was going to struggle at the major league level. And he always has. He does not have that kind of discipline that this front office covets. And frankly, that is necessary to be a good major league player. He doesn't add any defensive value, really. He's a certainly a fringe outfielder, I would say. And his better position is probably going to be first base. But you really need to hit to be a first baseman and he's just you know, probably going to struggle with those kinds of chase rates, inability to be disciplined. He was just a, a wild free swinger. Some team may give him more of an opportunity, but it was apparent under this new regime they never gave him a shot and it was apparent that he wasn't really in their plans. So finally it's the end of an era there with Shaw being designated for assignment. To me it's not like a a shocking move or one that's likely to come back to bite them. Aramis Garcia, it's kind of a similar story that I'm not surprised that this happened. He was a Giants second-round pick in 2014, 52nd overall. He's seen time with the Giants in 2018 and 2019 as well, striking out 47% of the time in 111 plate appearances, 229 average, 270 on base, 419 slugging. There's a lot of unsustainability, even in the performance that he had in this small sample. For example, in 2018, he had just a 308 on base, but it required a 500 batting average on balls in play. He, to me, has always looked like a good defensive catcher, but he's no longer young. He's going to be 28 years old in January. And I thought, I thought I said this the other day, that um, Chadwick Tromp had probably taken over for me as a better prospect even and I think Trump fits what the new regime is trying to do a little bit better as well because he seems to be a platoon guy uh, has done really well I mean did really well this year in a tiny sample of course against left-handed pitching but we saw it I mean anecdotally I've seen him take good at bats against lefties really have some power against lefties and I really like what I've seen defensively out of Chadwick Trump and Trump is like three years younger than Aramis Garcia and has more minor league options. So I just thought Trump had passed him by. Giants also had Joey Bart on their 40-man roster and, of course, Buster Posey. Patrick Bailey was the Giants' first-round draft pick this year, so he's probably ahead of Aramis Garcia on the depth chart of possible future catchers, so not at all surprising to see Aramis Garcia DFA'd. He was also hurt this year, had a good shot of making the team out of spring training, Ended up with a serious injury and missed the entire season. So he's rehabbing still. It's possible he could be back in the organization, but I think he would probably prefer to be elsewhere given what I just said about all the catching talent on the Giants in the Giants system. Lastly, Jordan Humphreys acquired for Billy Hamilton in a trade with the Mets. Humphreys has been hurt, and so I'm not at all surprised to see him DFA'd here. He's pitched just two innings since 2017 in professional ball. I know that he, he didn't go to the alternate site, even though they maybe wanted him to because of a personal issue. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but suffice it to say, he wasn't really involved at the alternate site this year, I believe. And so despite being an intriguing prospect who had really opened some eyes prior to going down with a serious injury, I believe in 2018, possibly still an injury concern, just 24 years old. It's still possible he could clear waivers and sign a minor league deal with the Giants. And in fact, that's possible with all three of these players who were DFA'd. I would say unlikely in the case of Shaw and Garcia, especially. So anyway, I think the Giants organization got better on Friday with these additions. It's good to have Canario on the 40-man, Santos, Duval, and Castro could easily be in the bullpen mix. Exciting to know that Santos is going to be on some people's top 100 prospects lists. That'll give the Giants another you know, intriguing prospect that is getting national recognition. They already have a lot. So yeah, they got better. The next big deadline of the offseason is on December 2nd, about a week and a half from now, when teams have to make decisions whether or not to tender contracts to their arbitration-eligible players. So we'll talk more about that It's going to release a lot of quality players into free agency. And so it's an exciting time, an interesting time, and we'll cover that next week. But as I said, be sure to come back tomorrow for all the free agent hitter talk, whether or not certain elite free agent hitting talents are fits for the Giants. So thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review in the Apple Podcast Store. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspick. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time.